It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? We're going to answer some more mailbag questions and do a Miami Heat preview. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Oliver, my guy, Brandon Scott. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So the Wizards lost last night by one point, just tough, um, losing to the Thunder in that way, in that fashion. It still has a terrible, terrible taste in my mouth, but they have to have a short memory playing against Miami, against the Miami Heat uh, Friday night. Um, big game with the big three coming back in town. Gilbert, Anton, Karan. Karan is an assistant coach with Miami Heat. So um, it's definitely going to be an emotional game. And the Heat, they are a tough team. So I'm intrigued. We're going to preview that towards the end. But we're going to get to some mailbag questions as well. And then also, there have been some reports floating around um, about Bradley Bill and the Lakers. Now, we don't we, – I don't think there's a lot of, you know, who knows how – true these rumors are um there's a report from chris haynes saying that the lakers covet bradley bill i think that is true the lakers covet everybody they want brad they want buddy hill they want miles turner they want you know lebron you know how lebron is he tries to trade for any star he can get um but bradley bill's name it, it just keeps coming up with the lakers and, and you know he can't be traded uh, uh, obviously un- unless he wants to be traded because of the trade no calls um, and he can't be traded until December 15, 2022. That, that's the only that's when he'll be eligible to be traded or, or request a trade. Um, but this article comes from Lakers Daily. I know sometimes they can, you know, be a little questionable with with some reports. But um, this one, they talk about a podcast um, with Howard back, Howard Beck and Chris Mannix on the crossover. So this is a quote um, from Howard Beck. He says, quote, so here was the quote from the Western Conference executive I spoke to who had mentioned this. Beck said, 
He says, Washington is the one that I keep thinking that's going to happen. If you're the Lakers, don't you think you can get Bradley Bill? He's got a no trade clause. He wants to come to California, end quote. So it is interesting that an executive feels so strongly to say that Bradley Bill wants to go to California. How do you know this? And of course, the executive, he's not going to say his name and he's going to keep the executive anonymous. Now, the article goes on to say Beck also noted that while Bill has a no trade clause in his current contract, he reportedly has interest in playing for a team in California. Last week, Bleacher Reports Chris Haynes also noted the Lakers' interest in Bradley Bill. The Lakers have been looking at possible deals involving a number of top guards besides Bill for an extended period of time. This is what the article goes on to say. Among the other prominent names, they've been trying to go after Kyrie Irving. As well, from the Lakers' perspective, they have few future draft choices to offer the Wizards, most notably first-round selections in 2027 and 2029. Me and Brandon, we talked about this already. The Lakers would also presumably add Russell Westbrook. We discussed this last week in a proposed trade for Bradley Bill. Given Westbrook's expiring contract and the need to balance the salaries of the players involved, if that to happen, it would be ironic considering that the Lakers acquired Westbrook from the Wizards last year in a blockbuster deal. Um, so what what stood out to you? And, and is there any smoke you feel from these articles coming out? Do you feel that it's a little weird that these articles keep coming out week after week? I don't think it's weird because, like you said, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, normally with trades, your bigger trades, you know, people are leaking, trying to put pressure on an opposing GM to get the deal done. I think this is a win-win for both franchises if they get it done. If they get it done, uh, Bradley Bill has shown interest in being in bigger markets. You know, he he looked at L.A. You know, Miami was a market he looked at when he thought about free agent destinations when he entered free agency. So, you know, just the fact with you know his wife was on um, Love and Hip Hop. You know, she's from L.A. So this is just a connection to L.A. You know, he has aspirations for beyond basketball. So L.A. is just the place for him. So like I said, it's it's a win-win for us. Acquiring Russell Westbrook, and I know that's not going to be the most popular move made by Tommy, bringing him back to D.C., but think about it. You're getting that money off the books going into the offseason. So if you choose to build around KP, if you choose to extend Rui or Kuz or both, you have a little more flexibility to kind of add more pieces where now you're, we're, we're handcuffed by that contract. So if I'm Tommy Shepard, I'm, I'm, I'm making a move. Um, looking at Kyrie, I wouldn't want Kyrie. I, I love Kyrie's game. It's just let's be real just off the court <laughs> messages is just too much to deal with when it comes to Kyrie you know it, there was a point where Kyrie's talent outweighed his issues but now the issues are starting to outweigh his talent so I wouldn't want Kyrie in DC but you know Russell I'm all for it I think Russell Westbrook coming to DC even if they try you know they could try to get a, a buyout I don't see why they would do a buyout they'll probably let them play out the season but I think it's a win-win it's a win-win trade yeah, I mean, we, we discussed this. I, I couldn't do, I couldn't, I, I would not trade for her. I just feel like it would be um, a disservice to the team. I feel like there's just better deals you can do. Um, Miami with Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and, and a couple picks. Um, the Celtics, if if he really wants to go to the Celtics, Jalen Brown. Um, I feel like there's just so many better options where you can get better players. But um, it, it's just, it's, it is interesting that they just keep bringing Bill's name up in this and the, the executive just feels so confident to throw out there that Bill wants to come to LA. First of all, how do you know this? Who is the executive? Is the executive Rob Palenka himself trying to stir the pot and get Bradley Bill to come to LA? Is it LeBron putting some words in the air and trying to put some smoke out there? So um, it, it is intriguing and it's just ironic that they keep bringing his name up. Of, of course, you know, he's the one that has to request a trade. Um, so it, it, it just it would be interesting um, if if this is brought up down the line, if things don't go well um, and things happen next year. I mean, yes, 
like we said, his wife is from Los Angeles. So there is some smoke and fire there, but it's, it's just too early right now. Um, you know, they lost last night with Bill, but I don't think Bill was the problem in the loss. There was a lot of factors. Um, they did look, they, they played well with that. I think other players stepped out, stepped up and played well without Bill. But yeah, if, a tr- if, if trade rumors do start up and circulate, um, then, you know, we'll go back to this and, and see, but I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it happening right now at the moment, but it's something we could look back at and, and, and revisit for sure. So, um, but yeah, I, I just feel like they could definitely get something better than those two picks, you know, a couple years from now that would probably be later round picks. Um, so we'll see, but we're going to get into the mailbag questions here and you guys can let us know what you guys think about the articles as well. But before we do get into the mailbag questions, this episode is brought to you by Masterclass. Um, I use Masterclass now. I use it for cooking class, especially with Thanksgiving coming up, um, you know, making mac and cheese, cooking the turkey, cooking the ham, just getting stuff ready. Instead of using YouTube, I just go to masterclass.com. It's super, super easy to use. Now, what is Masterclass? Masterclass is accessible on your phone, web, or smart TV, offering classes on a wide variety of topics, all taught by world-class instructors at the top of their fields. Each class is broken out into individual video lessons, usually around 10 minutes long. Members can explore at their own pace, and each class is supported by downloadable materials, class guides, recipes, or more. You can find all available classes at masterclass.com. Hundreds of video lessons from 180 plus of today's most brilliant minds are available anytime, anywhere on iOS, Android, desktop, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku. An annual membership starts at $180 per year. Um, Super easy. Once again, I highly recommend you check it out. The holidays, especially with the holidays, this holiday, give one annual membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash locked on today. That's masterclass.com slash locked on terms apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so getting back into the questions here. So this one is about Daniel Gafford. We touched on him a little bit last night. This one is from Phil Long on um, YouTube while my phone is loading up. He says, where's it at? Phil Wilson on YouTube. He says, how concerned are you with the upcoming Daniel Gafford extension? Do we know what we have in him? I think it's very concerning, very concerning because we've touched base on this many a times. Daniel Gafford, while I like the acquisition from Chicago, he's just, he's, he's, tends to be too one-dimensional as especially on the offensive end you know he's still raw he's still you know he, the the foul it, you know the fouls continue to be issue um the the mistakes you know can he be you know a really good defensive center absolutely you know i, I love his de- defense in the paint but you know we, we we touch we talk about it all the time in the nba now it is a very perimeter centric league you know, you even centers have to step out and hit a three point. You know, he's just now in the range. He's just he's too limited. Especially and to me, for that that price of going to an extension, you know, you, you need to exhibit more on the offensive end. You know, in my opinion, so I, I'm very concerned. I, I think that he, if you look at the money, he might have to be thrown into a deal at the deadline because, you know, with that extension, you you're telling people that he's 
there's certain expectations. You know, we were talking about Bill about you know criticism. With that, you know, and same thing with Gaff. With that extension, with that money comes expectations. You know, you need to be solid in being a backup to KP. So, you know, for me to feel comfortable for him getting that extension, I need to see more. Right. Yeah. He he has been up and down this year. Um, there's some times where he has pushed around. He's fumbled the ball. He's dropped passes. You know, he's had some you know some silly plays. Another Kevin Durant where he got crossed up. That's you know it was just a it's a tough play. Um, but he bounced back from that. I thought the next game he played really really well. Now. The contract that is coming up is a three-year, $40 million deal, $13 million per year, um, which is a pretty darn good contract for Daniel Gafford, um, for, for him personally. Now, for the Wizards, um, yeah, it, it's tough. It, it is going to be a tough contract coming up, especially for a guy who's on the bench, who's coming off the bench, who barely played last night. You know, looking at his minutes, looking at his game log, he played in six minutes against OKC. I know I know, Porzingis is going to get the bulk of the minutes, but he, he barely played, and, and West did go with some small ball lineups. Um, against Memphis, he had 17 minutes five points uh the win against utah he played 14 minutes two points and he honestly he hasn't even gotten in foul trouble like we brought up before you know his problem before was getting in foul trouble but now he's just not Wes is just deciding not to play daniel gafford the best game he had in the, in the four game winning streak was against dallas where he did have a double double he had 11 points at 10 boards now i do think some of that is on roster construction we just don't have a point guard to get into the paint um last night i brought up russell westbrook you know that was the best that he played because he got easy baskets. He needs baskets where they're manufactured, the wide open dunks, wide open lobs. He's not going to post up. He's nowhere near like a Porzingis talent. He's not going to post up. He's not going to face you up. He's not going to knock down a jumper. He doesn't even knock down free throw jumpers. So is that something that he can add to his game where he can bring some versatility, pick and popping? There's just not a lot of versatility to his game. It's just rim running. And I think he's really good at that. He's really good at contesting shots. He has like one of the best um, rim defensive field goal percentage in the NBA. I think he has the best. Um, room defensive field goal percentage so there's there's some things that he's really good at and there's some things that he definitely needs to improve on but i just think the roster we just don't have a point guard that can get him the ball and spoon feed him like you know john wall said to Gortat, we just don't have a point guard that can spoon feed him um and we're just not maximizing his potential so you if you're not going to get him in the best situation to succeed then you know that's on tommy shepherd tommy shepherd i think he did reward him a little too early I think this this team and this roster organization will reward people too early. Like Tommy Shepard, after the 10 and 3 start, Tommy Shepard got an, an extension. And then look how the season ended. So just from the top down, we reward people just a little too early. We reward people for, you know, not even putting up, you know, championship, putting us in a championship contending space. I think we just reward guys too early. I know it's good to reward guys for things, but we, I think we rewarded Gaffer. And I think and I'm not saying he's not a, I think he's a good player. I love Gaff. I love the energy that it brings. I love when he dunks on people and yells in people's faces. I love that. But we need to see consistency. We need you to get stronger. And for $13 million, if you're only, only going to play 17 minutes a game or six minutes a game, 10 minutes a game, then, you know, yes, you are. You, that is that's, – that's not a favorable contract for the Wizards. No, not at all. And it's not the first time this happened. You know, we rewarded Bertans with that. Bertans, yeah. But, yeah, with that contract and – you know, if you look at last season, he barely played it then, you know, before mm. he got traded. So, you know, you got to – like you said, he, he he's bad for rewarding people too soon. You know, to me, Gafford, I like Gafford. I think he's a good center, but he has – he's a work in progress. He has to get stronger. He has to get stronger. And, you know, he's got to develop somewhat of a, you know, post moves and, and a mid-range jumper because it's just – it's the way the NBA is now. You know, if you look at KP, KP is the epitome of the current – NBA center. If you look at Jokic, Jokic can do it all. You know, he can put the ball on the floor. He, I mean, he's known for his passing. 
I mean, look at the 90s. Was Patrick Ewan known for his passing? Nah. <laughs> you know, Jokic can pass it like a point guard, man. You know, it's just it's a totally different game now. You know, to me, he's too one-dimensional. And that's why if it wasn't for the extension, if he was still on the rookie scale contract, I would love him to be here. But because of that extension, I mean, are you really and, and I know the money's not bad, but mm-hmm. you know, with Bill being here, you were penny pension. So are you comfortable paying that amount of money to a backup center who's still a work in progress? I I don't know. You know, I, I see it as a, you know, contract is a way to probably bring a, a higher caliber player into DC. It's just I think the deadline's gonna be interesting. It's it's gonna be interesting because you know, I think people are gonna be surprised. It's gonna be a different roster after the deadline because it's just you know, we we spoke it, you know, about it a lot. You know, a consolidation trade. I think one is coming. But you know, Gafford long term, I wouldn't be mad if he was here long term because like I, I like his game as a player. He's just he's got work to do, you know, and he's he's gotta take certain bounds before I'd be comfortable paying them that extension. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and yeah, the roster, we got a lot of guys that they can play. We don't know what's gonna happen with Jordan Goodwin. So we're recording this pretty early today. So I'm intrigued to see if he's out tomorrow or if he's out at all. Um, are they gonna have to bring up Chris Dunn to play point guard or is Shackle gonna have to play? Like I hope they bring up Chris Dunn. But yeah, I, like I said, I, I'm a big fan of Gafford's game, but I just think for the money that you're paying him, who's you know really just a kind of one-dimensional player, then you know I, I think they they just jumped the gun a little too early. And we don't make the playoffs without Gaff in 2020 with Russ, with Bill. So I, I get it. I get that he was a key piece in that. He he boosted our defensive rating. I mean, he was blocking shots, rebounding, dunking on people at a at a high clip. I mean, he was incredible in that 2020 run. But um, right now, he's just not being utilized with Porzingis being the starter at this point. So, um, but yeah, we're gonna get to the preview. We got a quick word from Brandon about Bet Online. Yes, sir. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, new, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer to esports, we got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like this one, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Hit the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. So... I was going to touch base on, on Gaff real quick. You know, you, you were um, talking about how, you know, he had to be spoon-fed. And, you know, who's that remind you of? Gortat. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. 
it's just the game has changed. You know, it's, it's, it's changed. You know, we say it all the time. It's not Patrick Ewing. And I hate to be keep harping on Patrick Ewing, but I'm a Georgetown fan, so I got Patrick Ewing in mind. But <laughs> um, it's just I like Gav. I like the energy, but he's too one-dimensional. You know, the lob threat, once you take that threat away, how does he react? You know, with KP, if you get a uh, bigger big on him inside, he can move into the perimeter. It's, it's just, you know, there's more capabilities with a big who can expand his game. And it's just – yeah, you know, five minutes for a guy going into an extension. You know, they got to stop extending people too early, man. <laughs> they got to mm-hmm. stop. No, 110. percent I mean, yeah, the time that they played small ball last night, I think that some of that was on West too, not getting the ball to Porzingis in the post. Um, and I guess he didn't want to play Gaff because they had some quick, like James Earl Robinson is super quick. Um, Dort plays bigger than his size. He's super quick. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other. They don't. They didn't really have a. The Thunder don't have a center, and they. And, you know, West didn't decide to really go big. So, I mean, some of that is on West. Maybe he should have tried to go um, KP and Gaff just to see if they could dominate those bigs out there. So, um, may- maybe that could have been on West. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the Thunder roster. They don't they, – they had a small – like Giddy. They played Giddy, Aaron Wiggins, Gilgis, Chase, SGA, Dort, and um, the other guy's name is Poku. Um, they, <laughs> none of their bigs are really over the 6'9". I mean, Mike Muscala – is is a small guy too, so maybe they maybe West should have tried to dominate in the paint. I mean, that could have, could be on West, but yes, Gafford. Um, for what they're playing on right now, it just doesn't look. It doesn't look. Um, it, it's looking like it, it doesn't look cost effective. I'll say that. Yeah, that's probably the best way you could have said that. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm you know I'm probably beating a dead horse. I like Gaff, but mm-hmm. it's just too one dimensional. I mean, last night I was going to bring that up. I'm I'm glad you brought it up. They they had no real center, right? So you know that was the perfect example of trying you know letting KP and Gafford kind of eat. That was a mm-hmm. perfect time for the gap to get in there and eat. So I I don't know the reasoning behind West and his, and his rotations, his bench rotations, and, and like you said, the way he staggered them was was terrible last night. So mm-hmm. he he's really got to he's got to step up because you know that second unit looked it looked bad last night. It looked real mm-hmm. bad. You know the starters showed up and. You know, like we said, you know, that first quarter going into the second quarter, that that 17 point lead evaporated what in a couple minutes. I mean, they for a solid two to three minutes, they did whatever they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they got to shore that up, man. Right. All right. So let's get to Miami. Um, they are seven and eight, so they're not playing their best ball. Um, they just lost to the Raptors on Wednesday night, which was last night. They lost by eight. They beat they did beat the Suns by one. The Suns are a playoff team. They beat the Hornets 132 to 115. They beat the Hornets again in back-to-back games uh, in overtime. They lost to the Heat. They lost to the Pacers as well. So they they haven't been playing typical Miami Heat basketball, but it is still early in the season. I think Tyler Hero is out, if I'm not mistaken. Um, just playing with a box score from the last from last night against the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Hero Hero did not play. He usually hurts the Wizards a lot. Um, Jovic is starting their rookie. Their second round rookie, Jimmy Butler, of course, had 13 points. Caleb Martin, 14. Lowry had 20. Max Strews had 20. Um, Bam Adebayo did not play last night with a left knee contusion. So if he doesn't play, that's that's pretty darn huge. Um, what are your thoughts about the Miami Heat so far this season? If you if you got a chance to watch them, uh, I've watched them a little bit and very underwhelming, just mm-hmm. like Brooklyn. Brooklyn's mm-hmm. been underwhelming. You know, yeah. obviously, you know Ky- Kyrie's issues and. You know, I think 
you don't know how long Brooklyn's going to stay, you know, because there's already reports that the locker room's turning on Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. so, that's all that too, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, this that's alarming. You know, you might see Brooklyn break, you know, go ahead and try to rebuild and try to move KD. But, you know, looking at Miami, you know, if Bam doesn't play, you know, this is the perfect time, just like we were saying, for KP and Gaff. You know, give Gaff minutes. Get in there and, and kill the paint because, look, Bam and Adebayo, I, I, I don't know if it was a previous game or the game before, but, Man, he's a big who can move like a guard. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, he made some kind of play where he came down in transition and made his um, and one. I mean, he's a, he's an agile center. So, yeah, if he doesn't play, that would definitely be a blessing for us. But I think it's a very winnable game. You know, the um, I think as far as Miami, Kyle Lowry's been up and down. You know, he's a veteran point guard who, you know, he um, there's been a couple articles where he's been linked to us. You know, I, I think yeah, uh, I, I saw that on Beach Report. That was awful. Yeah, that was terrible. a terrible. I, I I wanted to bring that up too. That was so awful. It was like a trade for Kyle. Give us Kyle. It, they wanted to give us Kyle Lowry for Kuz, and um, I can't even remember it, but it was just an awful trade. It was probably one of the worst hypothetical trades I've ever seen in my life. And believe yeah, they always terrible. do that. Yeah, they always they always try to make the other team better and and make us bad. Yeah, because they're treating us like we're a minor league team, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're developing for everybody else. He's doing... Right. And that's so, that's I mean, the way the Lakers are thinking, too. They're trying to give us Russ and, and you know, two picks for Brad. Um, I mean, only advantage is, is the picks. But, yeah, I, I just can't take Russ at this point. How old is Russ? 33, 34. He's declining. So, I, I just can't do that trade. That's another trade that I look at. Uh, I just can't do it. I mean, I don't know why, man. I mean, think about it. I, I, I get it. He's older and – but – you know, if we're trading Brad, then we're pretty much saying that we're trying to retool anyways. So why not, you know, I, I salary that, dump. Yeah, I mean, because the objective is trying to get Bradley Bill's contract off the books. So I know it, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow bringing Russ back, but, you know, for him to come off the books going into the offseason, I'm doing it all day. I'm doing it 10 times out of 10 because that's getting that contract off the books. You know, because this is, this is a pivotal season. You don't know if KP is going to opt in. You don't know if Kuzma's going to opt in. You don't know what the price tag Rui's going to have. You know, this is a very, very pivotal season for us as far as going forward because very often than not, you could see nobody on this, you know, as far as those three guys on the roster. It depends, you know, especially with KP and Kuz, the ball's in their court, pun intended. You know, they they dictate what they do next year, and you haven't heard much of a long-term, you know, what they're going to do long-term. I know they were talking to Kuz about, about an extension, but you haven't heard much from KP. And, you know, KP, if I'm in his position, I mean, with his injury history, I would say he would probably opt in because he wants to raise his value up. You know, just his injuries alone, I think it's going to have to go beyond this season to really build that value up for him to be a hot commodity on the trade market. But, you know, Kuz, you know, he, he likes the bright lights. You know, does he want to stay in the nation's cap after this season? So it, it, it's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. So, but trade-wise, I think to me that's, best case scenario trade is to send him to LA. You know, I hate helping the Lakers out. You know, I, I, it feels like, the, you know, very often or not, the whole league's trying to get together to, to give LeBron another championship. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so, but I, I make that move. It's a win-win for everybody. You know, I think Bradley Bill's time in DC might have to come to a close. Yeah. I think you got to wait it out and just see if you can get it. I feel like you can get something better than that, to be honest. But also, uh, Kamaya Bill, she tweeted last night. She said, people are quiet now when Bradley Bill was playing well. Um, so it just tells you that they hear the noise. They see what's going on social media. They do see that the fan base majority are saying, because I saw a Twitter post last night from the Wizards when they said Bradley Bill was going to start. And you look at the comment section, you look at our comment section, and 90% of people are saying trade Bill. I disagree with that at the at the moment. I, I do think we're better when we have him. 
Um, he had some really good moments last night. Now, I understand during the four-game win streak, they did play better team basketball. I do agree with some people's points on that. The other guys had opportunities to get in rhythm and play better. Denny played better. Rui played better. Kuz played better because they had more opportunities to get the basketball and do more things, yes. But you do need a closer, and Bradley, and Bradley Bill did a heck of a job closing last night, and uh, we're going to need him to do that. But my point is is that, yes, I think Bradley Bill, he hears the fan base, um, and there's a point in time where he may get tired of it. He may be, he may, I know he got, he got his money and he may be tired of hearing that from, from the fan base. He may be tired of reading that and he might go along maybe a year from now or even a couple months from now and, and, and be ready to move on. So, and his family too, it looks like, you know, she, she's hearing it too. So, uh, but yeah, let's, let's get back to Miami here. Um, some stats I pulled up there were 11th in defensive rating, Miami's 15th offensive rating. We're 24th. They're 15th offensive rating pace. We're 24th. Miami's 25th in pace, so we're both slow, methodical teams. I think during the four-game winning streak, we were actually pushing the pace, though. So I will say that. Um, we're sixth in blocks. Miami's dead lost, dead last in blocks, so they, they don't block a lot of shots. Um, we're 17th in three-point percentage, so we've gotten better shooting threes. They're 18th, and we shot the heck out of the ball last night. Um, opponent three-point percentage, we're 27th. We're terrible at defending the three-point line. They're 23rd, so they're not great either. Um, opponent po- opponent points on the paint. We both do a good job of that. We're ranked seventh. They're ranked sixth in opponent points per game, so we don't allow a lot of points in the game in, in the paint. Now, opponent second chance points. We're nineteenth. They're ranked twenty fourth, so they do give up a lot some offensive boards and um, second chance points. Opponent field goal percentage. We're ranked seventh, which is pretty darn good defensively, and they're ranked twenty fifth, which is pretty darn bad defensively. So, um, but what are your keys to victory? Keys to victory. I would say one: keeping the foot on the pedal. Don't mm-hmm. play down to them. You know, they might be without guys. Put the, you know, keep the foot on the pedal. Don't mm-hmm. play down on them. You know, from whistle to whistle, you know, like we always say, keep moving. You know, because the objective is to destroy them, man. That's it's basketball. You know, so don't slack, you know, come out shooting. Let's roll. Um, defense has to improve. We say this time and time again. Transition, they got to get back. Have to get back. Um, in the paint, you know, uh, with or without BAM, they have to protect the paint better. And um, three, another key, uh, last key to victory with me would be more minutes for Gaff. I want to see more minutes for Gaff. I think, especially if Bam's going to be out, he, he needs more minutes. He needs to eat. Um, so, that, you know, those are my keys to victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine are um, stack. It's really coaching, honestly. Um, stagger the lineups. Don't have an offense lineup out there. Um, keep moving the ball. I think they, they did a good job. Even with Bill, when Bill came back, I thought they moved the ball pretty well in the first quarter because they came out high. Um, get Zingas in, in the post, man. Especially with no if Bam's not playing, I don't see anybody else that can check him. So we got to get the ball to him more. I think they went away from that in the second half. And uh, wall up on Jimmy Butler and get out to shooters, man. Jimmy Butler, he he hurts the Wizards a lot. Um, and he doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he just he's he's about getting into the paint and shooting that mid range jumper. So Denny Denny's done a solid job against Jimmy Butler in the past. So that's that matchup is going to be key, and we have to defend without fouling. As well, because we we the refs, it just depends on how the refs are going to call this game. They called a ticky tack game against SGA, so how are they going to call it against Jimmy? So Denny's really just going to have to keep his hands up. Don't complain against the refs. Just keep your hands up, and if you do make a layup, get back and run back on defense. So those are my <laughs> keys. <to victory. laughs> yeah, we 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 were tough on Denny, man, but you mm-hmm. know, I I see him taking a step forward this game. I think this is. Mm-hmm. In the, another game where he can kind of get into uh, the rhythm with his shots. So, but I'm going to get back on bill real quick. Mm. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you know, you already know where I'm going. Roll Um, your sleeves up. 
Yes, sir. Um, him, you know, the noise, hearing the fans. Well, I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to hear the fans. It, to mm-hmm. me, I, I like Bradley Bill. Look, he's one of my favorite Wizards of all time. But the thing mm-hmm. is, the contract, that Supermax, man, it, it, it puts you in a whole nother plane. Especially when you get a no trade clause. I mean, Steph Curry ain't got no, no trade clause. Come That's on, true. man. And, you know, and then you, you, you don't want to hear the fans. The fans pay your paycheck. You mean you don't want to hear the fans? You, you, you know, you signed a massive deal, which really curtailed any attempt to really build around you. You know, you're playing against your friend Jason Tatum, and you're smiling, high-fiving. What are you thinking? People ain't going to get mad about that? And then, you know, this is the whole thing, man. It's like, you know, if I have issues at work, you don't see my wife going up there yelling at people. Like, you know, look, come on, man. You know, <laughs> you know, come on, bro. Like, you, you, you know what time it is. You know, when mm-hmm. you sign that contract, that entitles you for criticism. J-Dub, John Wall, took criticism all day, the entire time he was in D.C. And you didn't see him break down, man. He took it. You know, he, you know, he he rode with it. So, you know, you being a top guy, you're the first guy that everybody's going to yell at. It's like being a president. You know, anything good or bad happens, you are that guy that people going to look at. You're going to be the point of criticism. So, you know, I, I, I get that. But in the same token as a fan, as, you know, a patron, you know, yeah, you need to hear me because, you know, you tell me you want to come in and win a championship and then, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so. And, and, and what I will say, it won't get any better in L.A. It will get worse. I mean, L.A. fans are are, are worse than Wizards fans, to be honest with you. Oh, I mean, absolutely. They're going to let them have it. <laughs> Look, Russ is from L.A. Right. He's booing his cat. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it doesn't get better. You know, hey, you better thank God he ain't going to Philly. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that too. That place too, yeah. With Ben Simmons, <laughs> uh, how they did him. So, yeah, so who do you have winning? Of course, they got Teddy Riley performing tomorrow night for fans that are going. Um, Rick Ross is performing in two weeks. But all that aside, what's your score prediction? Who do you have winning tomorrow night against the Heat? Oh, good question. Big three back, man. That was a that was a good team, mm-hmm. man. Right. Oh man, that was a good team. And you got the. Uh, oh, I, I wish I could go, man. Um, mm-hmm. just because of that after game with the music, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, who I got winning? I have us winning. I think it's, it's a very winnable game. It is. We win, one twenty five to one twelve. Bradley Bill scores thirty two points. He scores twenty three points. Uh, 32, 32, 32. Really, really, really. Yes, okay. Sir. Um, if Bam doesn't play, I have us winning the game. Um, Porzingis is the guy that I had putting up 30. Um, tomorrow night, I got us winning. I got us winning this game too. I got us winning. I think it's going to be a tough ride it out game. I actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to say Porzingis has 25. It's going to be a low, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. It's going to be an ugly game. We're both slow in pace. Um, we, we're both slow, methodical teams. And the Heat, they play ugly basketball as well. So um, I'm going to go 102 to 98 Wizards win. Oh, defensive game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could rock with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's a winnable game. I, I it is. You know, if band plays, you know, it's going to it's gonna test KP. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think it, it's a win. Especially with yeah. Gil back in the building. It's going to be electrifying, man. Because I think this is um, – because. I think this is the first time he's been like back with the organization. If I'm not, you we're know, talking about Quran or Gilbert. Nah, yes, that, yeah. no Gilbert. Yes, yes, because of the, the unfortunate things that happened off, you know, off off the court. Um, so yeah, that's good to see, knows. man. It's good to see that olive branch from the organization to Gil. Mm-hmm. You know, just from that situation, they have been real hesitant of kind of reaching out and doing any kind of public, right. You know right. what I mean? So I think this is a good sign because I, I'd like to see his uh, his number retired. To be honest with you, he was. Man, Gil was he was the man here, and then that that was a true big three. Now I don't I don't know. Let me go back on that. 
can you say true big three? I mean, I think I think a, I think it was because they all made the all-star game. They made the all-star game multiple times. So I yeah. think that's, I think they were legit. I think they were legit. They weren't a championship big three, but I think they were a big three. Yeah, I agree. But then there was um they had that interview where uh Chris Mills was laughing at him because he was like, Man, how are you comparing yourself to the Golden State? Warriors? Yeah, that, that yeah. <laughs> that was that was outlandish. But I mean, Antoine Jameson was was on point, man, and Karan Butler just they did they just couldn't find that big. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just they were a big away from really being a good team. But mm-hmm. no, I mean it's gonna be electrifying. It's good to see Gil back. Right. Yeah, they were just a whisper in your ear and missed a free throw away. Um, a couple knee injuries away. Um, so I, I hate to see how it ended, but Gilbert, my goodness, he was such a great player. Um, he put the city on his back. I love the way he just would shoot a three and turn around and make it. I mean, he did 60 points in a game, um, playing against Kobe. So we're gonna wrap it up here. We just want to thank you guys for listening. Making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make sure your second listen is Locked On Sports today. Um, they're free and available wherever you get a podcast. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.